0: Hello, and welcome to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs make the difference they want to make and navigate the often challenging worlds of uh, startup growth or relaunch. Today, we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And today, our special guest is Sasha Walton. And Sasha is a business strategist and a professional speaker who helps uh, entrepreneurs build uh, uh, outstanding businesses with kind of a holistic approach. So welcome, Sasha.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's great to have you here. So why don't we get started? I I read your bio. You're a very busy lady and you've got a lot (laughs) going on. So rather than me stumble through it. Uh, why don't you give us your origin story, a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today?
1: Okay, perfect. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Sasha Walton. I am the owner of SWI Management Group, and I've been in business for almost a little over 20 years. I started in 1998 with event production, and I evolved over the years, and I birthed the SWI Management Group brand in 2013. And then from there, I went on to, you know, having government contracts, working with corporations, with event services, and then just enjoying my ride. But I transitioned a little bit due to the pandemic, you know, we all had to shift and pivot a little bit. And so my shift caused me to do something that was outside of my comfort zone, which is to come out as the face of my brand. So now I am a business strategist, a podcast host. I've written a book called Beyond the Music. It is an entrepreneurship guide for music artists. And as well as... Um, still producing events and I am an international professional speaker now. So I just like to say all those things to let everyone know that it's okay to evolve. And that's my origin plus my new story <laughs> now that I could talk about.
0: Well, that's great. That's, that's extremely interesting. And I think the pandemic is well as some other things have caused a lot of people to, to make a shift or a pivot in uh, how they uh, maybe not, off to a different career, but a, a different version of their career, or maybe a different way that they do it. Um, yeah. So now that you're in your new position, uh, your your new approach to what you do, helping mm-hmm. folks out, um, let's say we were having this chat maybe three years from now. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think would have to happen in order for you to be completely happy with the results you uh, would have achieved three years from now?
1: oh wow three years ago if we had this conversation the furthest from my mind would have been a speaker i was so comfortable being behind the scenes and just doing the wonderful events i've always worked on and, and in hindsight i always worked with other businesses and just kind of hid behind growing their business so for me to be in the limelight now that would have been nothing we would have been discussing <laughs> But it's a joy being here, though.
0: Great. Well, what about what about three years from now? Can you envision anything uh, where you'd mm-hmm. like to be if everything goes the way you want it to go?
1: Yeah, I would love to see myself three years from now. Um, I, I'm still in shock to say that I would say it, but I want to be the household name. You know, I want to be known for being the woman who shook up the narrative on entrepreneurship. I like to think outside the box when it comes to it. And so I just want to be able to embrace all platforms and wherever that takes me to and the abundance that comes from that. And, um, yeah, three years from now, that's what I would love to be, which is, like I said, I'm still pinching myself even saying that.
0: <laughs> well, it, it never hurts the dream big. Yes. So I, I, I like you. I like your phrase, shake up. Yeah. The Thank world you. of entrepreneurs. That's great. But um, So in this, uh, this uh, achieving that three-year goal or result that you would like to achieve, mm-hmm. what do you think right now that would be your biggest challenges preventing you from getting there?
1: So I feel like my biggest challenge right now um, would be, it's just that sense of starting over, even though I don't feel like I am, but because of how I had to do the shift and pivot there's still a lot of people who are unaware of my skill sets and the things that I actually do. And so building that whole platform around it, um, the visibility is there. That's fine and good. I'm doing my thing when it comes to it. But I believe just just being more um, understood. I feel like with this, I like to say it like this. I believe that I'm in the middle of that understanding of, new ways of doing business, you know, in this digital age and as well as the traditional phase of it. And I know with coming with a lot of the new ways of doing it, you have you have a lot of millennials, you have a lot of insight that is different compared to starting business 20 years ago. And so and with that and having to you know see the challenges with that new norm, those are the things to really navigate through. I don't really feel like it's a, a big challenge, but it's a challenge, but it's not anything I can't overcome. There you go. And I will <laughs> not overcome, so it'll happen.
0: <laughs> so when, when you say platform, that's an interesting word for me, and I'm assuming for others, too. Yes. Uh, you know, it can be a technical platform or a political platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, you mentioned about uh, um, getting your get, getting yourself recognized in, in your new role yes so what 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 do you mean by the platform and how could that help you get recognized
1: yeah so you know everything now is so digital is everything is always about social media and i believe in a marketing mix. So I still look at the traditional ways of media. And so when I'm thinking about platforms, it's not only, it's primarily the social media platform because that's where everybody's doing their business now. It's either online in some form or fashion and social media. But when I do the marketing mix, that's also The speaking platforms, the podcasting, um, being in print and doing the PR and things of that nature and and the shows that come from that. So those are the platforms as a whole. But I do find that with the social media part, that is the one that say that, okay, on the personal side, building a brand, yeah, it's easy. But when you're competing against everyone else that's on the social media platforms and they all are doing the same thing, it's looking at how can you stand out? from amongst everyone else and make yourself different. And so what I like to do, and that's where that whole shaking up the narrative of entrepreneurship, I just want to put a spin on it. So what I talk about are the things that people don't talk about. You know, Everybody might look at branding one way, but I'm like, no, you have to build a strong foundation in your business. You need that business plan. A lot of people don't talk about that nowadays. And then I also like to talk about how I found the value in recognizing that there is a thin line between mental health, mental wellness, and entrepreneurship. Because a lot of times people always want to talk about the good things, you know, how everything looks so good. But it's like, no, there's an ugly truth behind this. There's some struggle. There are some hard times. You know, there are some times where you just don't know whether you're coming or going. But those are the things that, you know, it's just a little simple, you know, one or two things I'm just bringing out now. But those are the tight subjects that I really want to talk about. And then also being that entrepreneur and that business strategist that goes after everybody. A lot of people say, oh, no, you have to niche down. But my message is the foundation of every industry is business. So that means that, yeah, I could talk to a music artist about how to handle their business with the entrepreneurship mindset, just as much as the author or the person who has products and services. So that's why I like to shake it up a little bit <laughs> when it comes to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 very interesting that that you say that. Um, uh, have you run into any difficulties trying to present yourself in in all aspects to all inter- industries rather than niching yourself?
1: No, I haven't found any
0: difficulties. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah, I just
1: make sure that no one's confused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's why uh, I like to kind of make the at least make the message simple enough but i am able to tackle into any industry
0: well good for you good for the that's great because i i've helped some consultants in the past that that trying to do it your way you know Mm -hmm. to maybe be all things to all people and it was very difficult for them to get going and uh so after counseling them to just pick the one thing they like to do best and get their foot in the door then all of a sudden everything else else opens up yes Uh, but if, if you've if you've uh Um, gotten through the secret of doing it all at once, but more power to you. That's absolutely wonderful.
1: And see, and the secret to that, I'm I'm sorry.
0: No, no. Yeah.
1: yeah, One of the secrets to that is strategic planning. So one of my strong suits is I, I love strategy. So when you're looking at it from a strategic perspective and then you're aligning it in that way, it makes it easier to really Motive, you know, can not motivate you, but really maneuver through those processes and seeming like as if you're doing all things for all people, but in a sense, you're doing one. Okay. And so um, when you have that strategic process with it, it does make it a little bit more easier and, you know, understandable, at least. And um, but I also have that passion of helping people. Right. And and whatever that looks like, if I could help you build your business, if I could help you, you know, get out of your own way and, and including that mindset piece with building your business, then, hey, okay, let's do it. And, you know, I come from a, a strong corporate professional background as well. And in that world, it's okay to be multi-skilled. It's okay to be diverse in what you're learning and take those traits to any position that you go to. So why not is it okay for entrepreneurship? And so, and that's, I, I just, I like to tackle it from that. I'm the same person professionally that I am as an entrepreneur and that's not going to change. Well, <laughs> so yeah.
0: That's uh, that's some stage advice. I, I appreciate that. Um, one of the things I've found with people in, in the coaching consulting speaking business, a, a lot of them are kind of individual businesses it's just mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And, to spread yourself out, to take care of all the marketing aspects of that business, like you mentioned social media and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many of them I've talked to and said, yeah, I'd, I'd give away 30 to 40 percent of what i make if somebody else would just bring people to me and allow me do, to do what I do. You know, yeah. is that something that that uh, the way you think, too, or do you have you got a different uh, format I, for that?
1: I would love to for it to be that way. <laughs> and, and, and I really want to be in a position where, you know, it, people are just being attracted, you know, and just come. But, you know, I'm not there yet. So I do have to put a lot of the work in. Um, but sure. I do understand where it comes from, that that mindset of having the time management and that work-life balance and just keeping everything in this proper place. And it doesn't sound easy to do, but you have to really be disciplined in it. But I also um, outsource where I can. And I bring in interns as well. So right. I utilize, you know, those type of opportunities.
0: Well, good, good. So um, if, if uh, you know, you've got, you mentioned podcast and social media and mm-hmm. uh, sure, a website and that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm wondering, are uh, like most people, are you using different providers for each one of those things? And have you ever thought about how the benefits, there might be some benefits of having all that stuff in one place, if that were possible?
1: Yeah, having all in one place would be the ideal dream. <laughs> but what I do, um, so I, my podcast, and I do have it where my website is very um, robust enough to have all the bells and whistles as long as I just go and activate all the bells and whistles. But my podcast is definitely on a different platform. Um, But I'm really big on how to, I would say, integrate. But you know how you do things, you integrate things yourself. (laughs) It's a manual integration, but you just connect the dots. So I'll do that to make it automate as much as possible, Um, my way of automation. (laughs) But to have all of it in one spot, yeah, that would be ideal, definitely
0: good good yeah that, that would be an ideal uh, so uh how how uh how many new clients do you deal with on a monthly basis uh then and, and maybe once you get them how long do they stay with you
1: yeah so i typically um for my one-on-one coaching i well, the programs that i have i really like to kind of work with just five clients at a time and that way i'm not over tasking myself because i still want to perform to the best of my ability for them. And sometimes if you overtask yourself, then something is going to be lacking. And a lot of times it's with your client. Um, I do believe in giving excellent service. So I would say five clients at a time, we go through a three-month process unless they need something longer, but I, I tend not to go no more than three to five months with the client. And then I start the cycle again once they kind of graduate out the program <laughs> and go forward. But, um, but I also have like master classes that I do. I do like group trainings. And, and then there's times where, you know, I'm like, hey, let's do a light bulb session. That's a 15-minute session for free that I will give to people. And um, like I said, I do love being able to just help everybody. But I have to set that discipline for myself and make sure I don't give it all away, <laughs> but right. having that balance. But yeah, I try to stay it that way. But then I'm also um, a Verizon micro mentor. So I do mentor um, through Mercy Mentors. I mentor entrepreneurs you know, just through that platform. Oh, great. Um, it's a way of giving back.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. That's an excellent, an excellent thing to do. So um, if you don't mind my asking, um, For your one-on-one coaching, how much, because one of the things that all coaches have is how much do I charge? Is it too little? Is it too much? Am I going to price myself out of the market or am I not going to make enough to live? So have you settled on a price and what do you charge for your one-on-ones?
1: So I I strive to be disciplined in this area because like I said, I give it away. But I also want to be attentive to those who are, you have people who are on a high scale, then you have people who... Or, you know, you have your average everyday people who wants to be in business. So given the case by case scenario, I would like to say, like, what is your budget and look at what their budget is. And then I will set it according to that. But my standard rates would be anywhere between like two fifty and five hundred dollars, depending on what it is. But I strive to stay at that two fifty mark when it's an hour by our case scenario. But if it's in the whole program, then I'm charging at least $25 to dollars to $3,000. Okay, and so- um, yeah, so I, I strive not to, and I, I know I go against the grain because right now everything is all about the high ticket price, the high ticket offer. But I feel like you have your quantitative approach and you have your qualitative approach. I like to deal with quantitative because it puts me in a position where I understand where that entrepreneur is coming from with what they have. And -hmm. I don't want to ever make it to be like, oh, I'm so unaffordable. I can't help you. But if my goal is to help you build a sustainable business, then maybe I can meet you halfway because it's better for me to meet you halfway than for you to DIY it yourself and still be stuck. So when I look at it from that perspective, then Yes, I love to be like, okay, let's get all the people out there into the program and I'm going to charge X amount of money and I will meet my high price from that standard. But then you have a lot of people that look at it from the qualitative approach. And it's just like, no, let's go with the lower number of people at the higher value, because that number states that you are valuable and this is what you are offering at a value. And they need to understand that standard, which is true. But it doesn't mean that the lower price is still not valuable. It's just that we understand about being a giver, but still having that balance. So I lo- I love being, I I I read, I read the book called The Go Giver. Mm-hmm. And reading that book and knowing that I was already a giver and it's on my own right just helped me to understand that there's nothing wrong with your approach at all, because it all will come back eventually. But the thing is, it's still understanding where the majority of the people are. And to me, the majority of the people are not the high dollar value or high dollar earners. They're the average everyday people. They might still be struggling like, okay, I have this great idea, but I only have this amount of money to invest and help having somebody to help me with this great idea. But you never know what this person is going to be at in the next year because of your help. And how that could benefit you with referrals or, you know, anything else. Or they may say, look, I'm making this more much money. I can pay you more. So it's just having that balance. But that's why I, I know it's a long answer, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's where I kind of stay at when it comes down to my pricing. OK, so,
0: well, that, I mean, that's that's a very good and detailed answer. And, and it's a it's good to try and balance uh, the people that you want to help and the means that they have to pay for that help as it relates to what you want to make uh, in in your business. So you can do the things that you want to do. Um, So are are, at this particular point in time, are you, are you happy with your income every month? Would, would more help or.
1: Yeah, I'm happy with my income every month. More is always great. (laughs) But I can always make that up with speaking and um, you know, so it's just now I don't have all my eggs in one basket. So I have the the clients, I have the speaking opportunities, I have my podcast where I have sponsors and all that comes in. So I balance it out now. Like I said, more is always great, but, you know, I'm, I'm still happy.
0: So if you, if you had to pick one to just just this just popped into my head, if you had to pick one for a speaker or or a, uh, a coach or an author, um, The one that you think that you would like to do the most to bring you the greatest satisfaction and perhaps the most money which one would you pick
1: i would say the speaker
0: okay and and
1: the reason why you know you have the opportunity of making more money but you also have the opportunity of standing your reach so when you're looking at it from not just a, a money um building aspect but it's more. It makes you more marketable. It puts you into a position where you're more visible, and it can, you know, either bring you more clients or high-paying clients, as well as more money with more speaking opportunities. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I can see where you'd be a good speaker. You've got a nice, easy manner about you, so that's you. always good. So you, I'm, I'm sure the audience uh, would attach themselves to you quickly <laughs> and easily and pay attention. Um, do you have an agent that works for you to, to get you speaking gigs or you just uh,
1: do it all myself? Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: For now, for now. All
0: right. but yeah. All right. But
1: I'm really good with that's one of my skill sets. So I'm really good with um, PR and things like that. So it's they're just pulling on different areas while I need to right now. But I'm looking into bringing in people that can help me. But then some of my interns are PR, um, have a PR major. Mm-hmm. So they help me with that as well, and they get the training that they need to do what they want to do.
0: Oh good. That's excellent. using I think using interns are great is a great idea because it gives you the help you need and gives them the experience they need. So it's, yeah.
1: it's and then hopefully in. I could be their client right?
0: yeah. yeah yeah. so uh, anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to speak to before we end things here?
1: Um, no, I think we covered a lot of things. I do want to um touch on the fact that. Um, just want to let the people know when they're watching just to make sure that they have that balance in their life. Like I said, I've understood the value of that whole mental wellness and entrepreneurship. And that's one of the things that I've added as a passion topic when I do speak. And so um, just, just have that balance when it comes to it, because you know, you can't do it, everything by yourself. And sometimes they'll bring it in. So that's why I even start to outsource as much as I can, um, not to get burnt out. So um, yeah, that would be one of the things to really touch on. Okay. Share with people.
0: So any final thoughts?
1: Um, no, I, Brian, thank you so much for the opportunity. And I just love for people, if you're out there and you're listening, if you want to work with me, you can reach out to me. I do free discovery calls. And we, I call them light bulb sessions and they're 15 minutes. Um, but we can get a lot done in 15 minutes and then we go from there. But i love to provide information to you for the listeners.
0: Okay, good. Well, we'll hope lots of people listen and and, uh, and reach out to you and, and and have an opportunity to work with you down the road. I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know you and, and learning more about your business and, and and what you do. And I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Thank you so much. And I love being here. Thank you for the opportunity as well.
0: Okay. Thanks, Sasha. Thank you.